Hey friends, welcome. My name is Joe. This is The Joe Martino Show. Today I want to talk to you about what is the difference between being affirmed and being helped. They're not always the same. In fact, sometimes being affirmed can rob us of being helped. Let's kick it off. This is The Joe Martino Show. You're listening to The Joe Martino Show, a podcast dealing with all things emotional, relational, and human nature. Joe is a licensed counselor in the state of Michigan, specializing in relationship therapy. He is also the author of the book, The Emotionally Secure Couple. All advice offered in this episode is offered for entertainment and educational purposes only. Enjoy the show. All right, welcome. I hope your day's going well. The day that I'm recording this, which is before that it will actually drop, but it's been a great day. I got a great chiropractic adjustment this morning, got a good cup of coffee. I'll have a date this evening, so it should be a good day. I want to talk today about something that um, might go a little bit against the grain of what we tend to think we need in society. And what happened was my wife and I and my daughter went on a college visit, probably about a month ago now, and something happened on that college visit that got me thinking about something that had been churning in my mind for a while. And as it was churning, I think I went and this thing that happened, it kind of dropped some pieces into place in my brain for me to be able to articulate what I was thinking to my wife. And then her and I had a conversation about it. And, you know, part of what I do is I want to push people's comfort zones. I want people to examine what they assume about whatever it is that's going on, because that's where change in health comes from, by examining our assumptions. Just recently, I was talking to someone and, and they were like, they stated something emphatically that was clearly an opinion. And I said, well, how do you know that? And just looked at me like I had grown 14 heads and it was, you know, well, well, my company could easily pay me blah, blah, blah. Well, okay. Well, how do you know that? Have you talked to them? Have you asked them? Have you looked at their profit lines? Have you looked at their P&Ls? What what have you done that brought you to that conclusion? And the answer was nothing. And so one of the things, one of the places where we get healthy or we grow towards health is when we challenge our assumptions. And I know that I don't even like challenging my own assumptions. It can be hard, but it is very, very beneficial. I have seen the evidence, the fruit of it being beneficial in my own life. Okay, so let's talk about this college visit. My my daughter, one of my daughters is a junior in high school. And as such, she goes on college visits. She's got one coming up here in a few weeks. She's been on two. And the one we went on, we you know, you get the campus tour and they're taking you through these gymnasiums. And we go to this gym and there is a, I'm assuming, a basketball player there shooting with somebody mentoring her, either a coach or a friend, a boyfriend, uh, a neighbor. I don't know the relationship. And so that does make this a little bit, you're going to hear the assumptions in my own story. But as we're watching her shoot and we're in the gym for a while, the person giving us the tour had a phone call that she had to take, took about 10 minutes. Uh, Somebody else on the tour had to go to the bathroom. That took another five minutes. So we're there about 15 minutes probably watching this, this person shoot and she's missing and she's hitting her shots, which is a normal basketball thing. And she's starting from, the reason I think the guy was probably a mentor or a coach of some sort is because she's clear running patterned shots. What that means is, is you start somewhere, the guy or the other person bounces the ball once or somehow triggers your first movement. You run to a spot where they throw the ball, you grab the ball and shoot all in one motion. And here's what's interesting. She would miss one, two, three in a row and he would be like, hey, come on, you can do it. You can do it. Keep going. And then she'd hit three or four in a row and he'd be like, yeah, see, great. And then she'd miss three or four in a row. And I started counting. And so she'd hit two or three and then she'd miss three or four. She'd hit four 
four and then she missed five. Uh, she missed seven and she hit six. She made three, she missed nine, she made eight, she missed five. But here's what I noticed, as soon as I'm watching her shoot, every time she missed, and I mean literally every time, her elbow came out away from her body, right? And so as, as if you know anything about basketball, you want your elbow to line up with your hip and your shoulder and your hand and everything. The ball needs to line up with all of that and your knee. And as you come up with the ball, you want your elbow in so that your follow through is right with your hand. And then the ball goes. Every time she did that, she would just tickle the twine. I mean, it was just money, just drop right through the net. But every time she missed, her elbow was out. In fact, it got to the point where I could say to my son, who was sitting next to me, miss, hit, miss, miss. And they kind of looked at us like, why are you intruding on our time? And they were not, my daughter won't be going to that college. The truth is they were not very friendly, but that's another, that's probably another episode. But here's the thing. That guy wasn't helping her. He wasn't. His, hey, come on, you can do it. it that's not going to actually help her get better at shooting. And if I do my math right, she's roughly about a 48% shooter from those spots that she was shooting from, at least that day. Now, maybe she's, you know, you know a thousand career sport point scorer who shoots 90% the rest of the time. But when she was fatigued, she had a bad habit. And typically, I coach for 14 years, typically bad habits in practice show up in games. Now, here's some assumptions that I'm aware of. If you want to listen to this and find out more and send them to me, that's fine. I'm assuming that she was a basketball player. I'm assuming that they were there to work on her game. I'm assuming that they were trying to make her a better basketball player. I'm assuming that he has some level of authority, whether he's a coach, an assistant, a coach, a personal trainer, something like that. I realize all of that. Here's what I'm not assuming. He wasn't helping her. Now, some people might push back and be like, well, Joe, you don't know that. Maybe she needed motivation. She might have, and I guess this is an assumption, but it doesn't usually, usually people who need motivation aren't the ones who show up at the gym to work out when there isn't practice scheduled. Now, what he was doing was affirming her, and that's good. We need to be affirmed in our life. I want to be clear on this. We need to be affirmed, but we need more than that. She needed more than that. In fact, I actually debated, and this is a little bit of my personality, so I didn't do it. I've lived as long as I've lived now. How's that for a brilliant statement? And I realized that just because I have a thought that actually would be helpful, not everybody wants to hear it or needs to hear it. But but I actually thought about saying, hey, when you miss, your elbow comes out. If you brought your elbow in, your shooting's going to go up. Now, fatigue is still fatigue, and I don't know what her, her physical training regime is or was. So, you know, she's still going to have to work on that. But fatigue's still fatigue. But if you brought that elbow in, you're going to get more shots. If you watch really good shooters, dead shooters, they're shooting with their elbow in every time because that's what works. And so affirmation is good, but affirmation without a path forward to correction isn't very helpful. You feel good while you're failing. And I think this is one of the reasons that so many people, they don't know how to handle failing. They don't risk anything. They don't lean into anything. They don't go for the promotion at work. They don't They don't negotiate with their boss. They don't enter a contest. They don't write books. We're not creating things because we're so afraid to fail. And I think part of the reason that we're afraid to fail is because we have prioritized affirmation over real help, over correction. In fact, it's so weird to me. I, I'm part of a bunch of, of funny things that, that help waste my time. And one of them is a coffee group where it's people from all over the world. And, you know, they talk about different types of coffee. And I really like coffee. So I've been able to order some coffee. And some guy 
put up a, a post about just black coffee with ice and no BS. It made me think of the episode in one of the movies, uh, uh, Happy Gilmore, in the Happy Gilmore movie, where the protagonist says, I eat pieces of turd like you for breakfast. And the main character says, you eat pieces of turd for breakfast? That's weird. And so I said, you normally put BS in your coffee? That's weird. And like, he was like, there's no need to be offended. I'm like, bro, I'm not offended. The only way you could offend me with coffee is by pouring it on me. And even then, if you were like aiming for my mouth, I'd probably be okay. But we live in a society where that would be, like I could see how he'd come to that conclusion because any criticism, any critique is somehow, it's hate, it's judgment. We've taken this idea of we have to be affirmed. The the reason that we don't have good self-esteem is because we haven't been affirmed enough. That's just silly. That's not accurate. And in fact, I think worse than not being accurate, I think it's destructive. The reason I think it's destructive is because what happens is, is this is what I said to my wife, people want to be affirmed over being helped. Now, this might not be you. It probably is at some point, though. This might not be me, but it probably is at some points. And what happens is, is we want to be affirmed. The research here is very interesting to me. We almost want to be affirmed so much that when we're critiqued, there's really interesting research that says when we're critiqued, the the emotions that kick off in us are high and negative, and often we react with high resistance. Even if we invited the critique, we struggle to make a distinction between criticism and critique. I entered into a writing contest. I actually called it a flash fiction contest when I told you about it before, earlier in the year. It turns out that was wrong. It was a short story contest because they just sent me an email asking if I want to register for their flash fiction contest. I didn't know the distinction. Either that or I signed up for the wrong contest earlier in the year. But I didn't make it. I did not make the top five for my group. And so there's two, you know, hundreds of groups. I was in group 210. And the only people that make it to group two or to the round two are the people that make it the top five. So I don't know, you know, there's 500 groups top five people, whatever. And so I didn't make it. And so they give you feedback and they give you, you know, copious amounts of affirmation, which is nice. Like things that they liked about it. That's good. And then they give you things that they didn't like. And immediately, now look, I entered this contest because one of the things that I want is some, hey, you can do better here on this structure. One of the things that they said was that you, you know, you could do better with, with uh, dialogue, not the dialogue itself, but making sure that you designate who's speaking, which I know is a weakness of my fictional writing. And I still felt that little crawl up inside of me. Because if we want to be affirmed more than we want to be helped, we're going to run into trouble because it's the help, it's the critique, it's the, dare I say it, criticism that helps us get better. And in fact, like when you think about the girl that I was watching shooting, if my assumptions are correct and that she's on the basketball team, she's trying to get better, she's taking time that she could be doing something else to practice getting better, I actually feel badly for her because she's not actually improving. The thing of it is, is when it comes to something like shooting a basketball, you don't get better unless you change why you're missing. And that's true of most things in life. And this is one of the problems that people run into as couples, right? I do a lot of couples therapy. What happens is, is they get into a space in their relationship where they do the same things on repeat and nothing changes. And so they keep doing it, but they're affirming, hey, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Well, what happens when you affirm, 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 but nothing actually changes? You lose hope. And when you lose hope, you disengage. And so for this girl, she 
might actually get a little bit better. But she's not going to get as better as she could. She's not going to get as much out of the time as she could. And I have debated this episode because I can hear people saying, yeah, but Joe, she should be affirmed. She should be praised. She should be given credit for trying. Ah, should she? Like, I know that this is what upsets people. But should she? If you try but don't actually want to try, are you trying? Now, maybe for her she should. Basketball is, is not exactly a life thing. But I look at this, like, I have people come to me, I need you to help me be a better parent. Okay, then do something different. And a lot of them do. But I'm always amazed by the ones who don't. Or I need help in my relationship. Okay, cool, come. And then everything I ask them to do, well, that won't work. We can't do that. That, nope, 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 nope. Well, we're trying. We're here. We, we showed up. But showing up and not actually correcting mistakes isn't showing up. It's play acting. And this is where the harshness of life is a reality that we have to face. We want credit for just showing up. I cannot tell you how many couples I sit with and one of them's like, well, I'm really trying when their spouse points out like, hey, you're still mean. Just recently, I had a husband say to a wife, you don't do what you tell me you're gonna do. And she's like, well, I'm really trying. Well, that doesn't count. Well, it should. No, it shouldn't. Now, we can, because here's the problem. We tend to live at extremes. We can acknowledge the effort, but it's not enough. It has to be both and. Hey, I realize you're trying and I need something done. Because think about that girl. Like she got done with that. I'm assuming she got done with that hour. I realize it's an assumption or those two hours, however long she was there. And in her mind, she's thinking I'm putting in the work. And this is how kids, people put in the work. And then they end up someplace and they don't get what they thought they were going to get because they put the wrong work in. Because if you can't take criticism or if you're the person helping them and you can't give criticism, then you don't know how to make sure that the work you're doing is right. Imagine if my family, I asked my family, what do you want for dinner tonight? And they said, let's have breakfast for dinner. I was like, okay, cool. I'll fire up the grill. Everybody text me your orders. So they sent me their text. I got music playing, right? I'm, I'm enjoying life. Maybe sweet iced tea going on or unsweetened iced tea going on. And I am working and I get, you know, hey, I want eggs scrambled. Everybody wants eggs scrambled. Well, I don't like eggs scrambled. Actually, I do, but for the sake of the illustration, I don't like eggs scrambled. So I'm going to make them all over easy. And I grill them. Hey, here you go. Well, dad, we asked for scrambled eggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I don't like scrambled eggs. I like over easy eggs. Joe, that's silly. A little bit. It is a little bit silly. But it's not all that different from often how we respond as people when people offer us correction or even if like we ask people to help us. Uh, I, I was talking to a therapist this week about this idea. And he said to me, he said, you know what's weird? He said, I have a, I have a, a client right now that was married to a guy for 15 years. And they ended up getting divorced. And one of the things she told me when she first came to therapy was... I just married a guy whose values didn't match mine. And I was like, yep, I've been there. I've sat with those couples. I've sat with those individuals. He said, yeah, yeah, that's not the weird part. What he said to me was, he said, she terminated recently. That's our word for graduating. Our therapist's word for graduating is termination. She terminated recently because she's got a new boyfriend who doesn't share her values, but she's terrified that nobody else will want to date her, that she'll never find another guy that wants to date her that she wants to date. And so she's kind of done with therapy because she's got all these happy chemicals going on because this guy affirms her, tells her she's beautiful, all these things, which are awesome and wonderful. He said, but when I asked her, I said, well, what about the fact that he doesn't match your values. She got very upset with me. She's like, well, I think he might eventually, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, and by the way, I'm done with therapy. And he told me, he said, I, he's a newer therapist, probably five or six years in. He said, I wonder if it was because I pushed on her. I said, it could have been, it could have been she thought she was done. I don't know. We'd have, we can only guess. But there is this rub of, do you want affirmed more than you want help? Because if you want real help, you're going to have to hear things that need course correction. This is true. I don't care if it's an individual, an institution, 
constitution, you're going to hear things that need course correction, that need movement, and they're going to be painful to hear. So my question today is really simple. Are you a person that wants affirmed more than you want help? Or do you want help more than you want affirmed? You have to decide that. The best way to decide it is look to how you respond to criticism. Well, 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 but I, I know by the way they're criticizing me that they don't have my best intentions at heart. Who cares? No, I'm not kidding. Who cares? If they criticize you because they want to bring you down, what you need to do is figure out is there truth in their criticism? I have made changes in my life. I Look, I've had people criticize me who do want what's best for me and I still reacted poorly because I'm human and we all have emotions. And I can honestly say I've made changes from people that I know did not have my best at my, at heart when they criticized me. But their criticism, I looked at it and I was like, if I made that change, it would be beneficial to my life. And that's the thing that matters the most. I talk about this. Are we doing what's necessary to wring every opportunity out of our life? Or are we letting life happen to us? If you're letting life happen to you, you will be more concerned about affirmation than you will real help. You'll be more concerned about feeling good than actually being good. All right. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Right. Let me know. Joe at JoeMartino.com. You can uh, find me on Twitter for now. You can, uh, what? Whatever. However you need to get a hold of me, please put podcast in the subject line. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. If you like this, please share it with three of your friends. One of the ways that we find meaning in life is we share things with our with our friends that are meaningful to us. It helps us find meaning and them find meaning. Uh, if you haven't already, give me a, a rating in your app store. I'd love that. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please share with a friend. And hey, give us that rating in your podcast store. Until next time, change possible.